What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Hey everyone, Yas here, and I just wanted to say it's great to have you join me today because I'm sure we're going to have another fantastic episode. So whether you're here for the first time or if you're one of the repeat loyal listeners of the show, I truly appreciate you. But before we get to today's guest, I just have a small favour to ask, and that's if you could just take a brief moment to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, ensure that you share it with all your coaching friends, and don't forget to get in touch guys. Let me know your thoughts on what you think of today's episode or any of the recent episodes you've listened to. You can do this on Twitter at the Coaches Net. Once again, that's at the Coaches Net. And please make sure you do, as I'd love to hear your thoughts, guys. Anyway, on to today's show. I hope you enjoy it. Have a great day, guys. The Coaches Network. Hey, guys, you're now listening to the Coaches Network podcast, a podcast aimed at anyone who's passionate about athlete, talent, and personal development. My name's Coach Yas, and I'm a UEFA A licensed football coach, coach developer, and content creator. I'll be sitting down with a range of guests to discuss their journeys, their life lessons, and how you can make an impact. Enjoy. Right, guys, welcome back to the Network. My name's Coach Yas, and I've got two very special guests with me today. The app um, founders of Football Lingo, Mark Muddyman and Pierce Kiembe. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Good, mate. How are you doing? You okay? Very Thank well. you for having us. Pierce, talk to me, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, I've just got to echo what Mark said. Uh, thank you for having us. I'm sure it'll be an exciting conversation, one I'm really interested in getting into. So, I mean, just before we do that, maybe I don't mind which, whichever one of you wants to start, maybe just give a bit of background on who you are, what you're doing, where you, you know, where you kind of operate now. Yes, you want to go first, mate? Um, well, a background. Um... I'm not even sure where to start with that. Um, so uh, German-born. Um, I was born in Germany to Congolese parents. Uh, lived there until I was 14. Um, moved here back in 2003 uh, to Birmingham in the UK. Uh, lived there for about five to six years. It's actually where I met Mark uh, at a, a B-Tech college uh, at Worcester, or a B-Tech programme. Um, moved to the States at the age 20, was offered a scholarship uh, at the University of Texas at Rio Grande Valley, uh, was there for four years, um, uh, came back, uh, graduated in 2014, um, came back, started coaching, played non-league football um, until last year, actually, um, started off as a coach uh, at Wolves in the pre-academy, moved on to Warsaw uh, in their foundation phase, from there mm. to Coventry City uh, in their youth development phase, um, done a year at Nottingham Forest, and now I'm currently coaching in the YDP uh, at Burnley. Awesome. And just, just a quick one, you know, you talked about being um, German-born, being, you know, coming over at 14, but you seem to have picked up the Brom accent really well. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a credit. <laughs> uh, over to you, Mark. Man, talk to us, man. Yeah, so um, my background is English, English only. Um, obviously, 
as a young player was sort of one of those players who's really pushing to try and become a professional footballer, but was in the 99.9%. He obviously wasn't wasn't quite good enough. Um, spent six years in the academy system as a player um, and then started coaching really young, sort of 17, 18, trying to get every little bit of experience that I could in grassroots, you know, schools, colleges, you know, after school clubs, all that type of thing. Um, spent three seasons at West Bromwich Albion, um, which was really good sort of coaching apprenticeship. There was a lot of people there like Jimmy Shan and Aaron Danks and people like that who I was having to share the dome with who were just, you know, unbelievable, unbelievable people to be around and learn from, which was fantastic. Um, spent three years at Birmingham City. Um, obviously got to work quite closely with the likes of Jude Bellingham. He was in my age group for two seasons. Um, then was at Watford full time for four years. Uh, and then at 27, I sort of stepped out of academy football after about 10 or 11 years. Um, spent four years as a scout at Manchester United uh, and went more into sort of college, higher education type level football, just to fit it a little bit more around the family while I got young kids. Um, and then, yeah, we worked together on Football Lingo and that's sort of where we are now. Amazing, amazing. So obviously, Pierce, Pierce mentioned earlier that, you know, you guys came across each other um, on a BTEC programme. You know, what, how, how did that come about? What was it? Were your colleagues was you know, Pierce looks quite young um, uh, in comparison to what me and me and yourself mods. Um, so what was your student? <laughs> no, Pierce is actually a year older than me, believe it or not. He's a year oh, wow. older than me. And um, yeah, he'd done a, a year at a previous college and then he'd moved over to, to the college that I was starting at. Uh, and we just so happened to be travelling on the same bus every day, two hours to college, two hours back. Um, is that a Congolese food, Pierce, yeah? <laughs> fresh now. It helps. It certainly helps, man. <laughs> we got your talk talks in. Okay, it's, it's, it's quite an interesting, um, you know, a, a concept of what you guys are trying to achieve here. Uh, for me, it's an area which I've been quite interested in the last few years, in particular. Um, and really, you know, I can, I can think about one particular experience where it really kind of hit me that you know this this is really important. You know, we really need to be, uh, be more impactful with our communication, and not just in terms of communication communication with people that speak the same language. But actually, when we come across athletes or players from different countries, and even just it might even be colleagues, even you know how we communicate, how we ensuring that the messages are hitting home, and and, and there, there's a there's a consistent clarity around what those messages actually are meant to mean and, and should mean, if you like. So, you know, where where did that kind of come about? Come about for you guys? So, in my coaching journey, uh, colleges. I know me and you spoke about this off camera before. Yes, that. Um, you've been involved in college programs where there's been a number of players that speak a different language. And I had a similar experience um, where I had one particular player. He was exceptional, um, Portuguese, came over, didn't speak a word of English. I took him on trial at various different clubs. And he, one of the main things that they said was, he's got a lot to learn. And we're not sure that with the language barrier, he's going to make up what he needs to make up in the short time that he's got available. Um, so there was that experience. And then I had a couple of others across along the way. When I was at Watford, um, there was a period of time where I took the 15s where we, I just get told the night before, right, you're going to have two French lads in your session tomorrow. Uh, and it'd be, you know, scratching around trying to get the lingo that you need to try and get through to those players. Um, so that was a few things that sort of inspired it early on. Um, and I had a bit of time about five years ago and I just started to make a list of all the words that I thought I'd need to coach in a foreign language. Um, and at first, I just got it machine translated just for my own sort of CPD purposes. And I've shown it to Pierce. Uh, Pierce speaks five languages. Um, and he said, look, together, we could we could really create something here that might be of value both to us as coaches, but also that we could share with the world. Um, and that was kind of how it started loosely. Pierce ran with it for a little while, added some bits and bobs. We weren't sure whether to do an ebook, whether to do an app. 
Um, and then we just decided if we're going to do this, we should do it properly. Um, so we've taken two, three years to get it going. Uh, and we've now created something which, you know, is, is designed to facilitate the learning of a football language. And we've had pro licensed coaches and, and ex-Premier League players, et cetera, come to us and say, this is fantastic. And we're just trying to get the word out there at this point. And I think it's great. So, you know, Piers, obviously, you know, Mark, Mark's mentioned that you speak five languages. What languages are they and how did, and how did you get to, to grips with doing that? Because that's, that's quite an incredible, to, uh, you know, incredible skill to have, you know, being able to speak, let alone bilingual, but, you know, I don't even know what you call it. Quad, is it quad pentalingual? Multi, multi. Polygot or something. I saw one online recently is another word, apparently, something like that. Yeah. But do you know what? If you know the background behind it, it's actually quite unimpressive. It's just out of necessity. Because, as I said, I was born in Germany, um, you know, so that was the local language. My parents are Congolese Angolan, so uh, I grew up with French and Lingala, which is the tribe language spoken in, in uh, most of Congo and parts of Angola. So I grew up with those three languages um, concurrently. And uh, when I moved to England at 14, in the six weeks holidays, I was forced to learn English because it wasn't just a holiday. It was my mind telling me, oh, this is this is forever. This is long term. So, you know, I started dreaming in English after two or three weeks. Um, and when I moved to the States, um, I uh, university was at the border of Mexico. So outside of the university or outside of the institution where the official language was English, uh, you know, it was Spanish. So everywhere we looked, everywhere we went, we heard Spanish. So I was forced to pick up Spanish uh, and carried on practicing after I graduated. No, so I think it's really interesting. I think what uh, one real word that really jumps out at me th through everything you've just said this is, is immersion. Yeah, you know, you've, had, you've you've ultimately been immersed in it in different ways for different reasons. But that that's what's really, if you like, accelerated the development and the process of of learning that language. So you know, and obviously that's not necessarily possible for all coaches or all people in general uh, to kind of achieve that level of immersion so talk to us about the app you know how how does it work is it you know is there any uh is it just simply right here's what i want to say and here's a translation for what it could be in this language or is it actually there's almost like a, an internal course kind of element to it um because obviously that that challenge around that regular constant use of it is probably going to be one of the biggest difficulties for a lot of coaches because if they're not in the environments where they need to be using this constantly or they're not going into, they're not going to be preparing to go into those environments, it could be one of them things where, you know, someone jumps on Duolingo for a, few, a couple of months, runs a streak, wake up one day and say, no, I'm not on it today. I, you know, how, how do you manage it? Because you know, I'm, I'm presuming that's one of the challenges you kind of anticipate a lot of the users might have and, and have to deal with. And that's the thing, isn't it? If you're immersed in a country for three, six, 12 months, you are naturally going to pick things up so much faster than if you're learning language in your own country. Um, I myself, I've sort of built this app with peers uh, based on my interest and, and go, you know, me, unless I move to another country, learning a language is going to be challenging. Um, so I don't really want to know how to ask for directions. I don't really want to know how to order a drink. I want to know how to tell a midfield player to open up on his back foot and break the line, you know, that's going to help me in my profession. And that's kind of what we've tried to build. We've tried to build something that um, doesn't give you a direct translation. It gives you what would be said in a football environment uh, for that particular term. So, for example, in, in French, um, in Italy, uh, Italian and in English, in possession, it sounds very similar. You know, it sounds... Well, that's similar. Basic, Mark. Give us something impressive, man. 
<laughs> so um, off the top of my head, I, I'm, I haven't got it. Oh, exactly pressure that. French and Italian. Um, but in, in Spanish, you've got like uh, con el balón, which means with the ball, you know, as opposed to in possession. So it's, it's translated slightly differently. Uh, the Chinese translation is having the ball. Is it, I won't I won't give you the the the, uh, the the what's it called the verbal of it but it's it's huge uh, or something like that and it basically means having the ball and the Turkish version of in possession is it translates to owning the ball so if we'd have directly translated all the words to just in possession it wouldn't make sense it wouldn't it wouldn't be what would be used in those terms so that's what we try to do we try to speak to coaches speak to experts that are you know B license pro license A license holders in those languages and say mm -hmm. right. For these terms, what would you say? Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of how we put it together. Um, we have sixteen hundred words and phrases um, in thirty-eight different chapters. So our possession words chapter, for example, has a hundred words. Our defending one v one chapter has about eighty words, for example. Everything you can think of, it's really comprehensive. Um, and when you go in that section, it has the term. It has a definition or a description of what that term is in both languages. Um, some of them have like a um, uh you know the, the pronunciation in text you know like if it's a language that is a different alphabet for example um it'll have two audio files one at full speed one at a, a slowed down speed and then it's some some of them have an image or a video as well to accompany it so that you've got a lot there that you can work with mm. um and then the other parts of the feature the features really there's an interactive quiz which you know as you just mentioned there duolingo uh, we haven't copied Duolingo or anything like that. We've tried to create something that feels interactive like that. Um, but instead of, as you say, asking for directions, it's how do you play forwards? How do you create space? These yeah. type of questions. Um, and, and we're constantly going to look to build upon the, the quiz and make it better and better as we go as well. And one of the other features, um, you can create match day plans and you can create session plans in two languages. So you make it in one language, press a button, and it will develop it. So it's got the different language on the other side of the page. So you can have that on your clipboard on the side of the pitch or put it up in the dressing room before training session, whatever you want. Amazing. This is available on all platforms, yeah? Yeah, on the App Store, on Google, and we can get it direct on our website as well. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and you just said you're talking, you kind of just really, um, you know, I really resonate with what you said because there's a couple of things. First of all, you know, you talked there about having the direct translation. Sometimes it's the, the, the phrase in itself actually changes completely. In, mm. in the context of different languages. So I think that's really important because it's not as simple as just going, you know, what, what maybe Google Translate used to do for you a few years ago, where you, yeah. you, you would translate the word for word rather than the phrase. And I think that's, that piece is really important. And it kind of just reminded me of, um, I think it was Gary Neville when he was talking about his time in Valencia. And one of the, one of the kind of regrets he had is, you know, if, if he went out there or when, if he went out there again or was to do anything like that again, the first thing he would do is identify all the things like you said, all the phrases that he might want to use in that, those will be the first point in the call in terms of getting those translated in, in an effective manner so that the players can actually understand what it is that he wants from them. Um, so I think, you know, it, it's quite similar to something I tried to do. So at one point I was um, really keen on picking up Spanish. Um, I've kind of let that, go, let that get away from me a little bit. But at the time I had a, a tutor that was basically tutoring my daughter on Spanish and he could speak French and Portuguese as well. So I said to him, well, here's some phrases. I actually sat down with him. Here's some phrases. Here's what I mean by when, by X, Y, Z, when I'm saying this, when I'm saying this, when I'm saying this. I'll even give him a little demonstration on like a tactics board of what I'm trying to, you know, articulate. And he would actually give me those phrases and we'd write it down. And I mean, I never got around to practicing and utilizing them in the actual environment, but that in itself was like, okay, it was a bit eye-opening because, you know, similar to what you said there, it started to help me understand 
ah, okay, it's not as simple as move with the ball. It's it could be move with the ball, you know, on the ball or whatever. You know, what I mean, the actual terminology of it actually changes in that respect. So I think that's really, really important to kind of understand. So I guess you know, we, we mentioned there about being immersed. Um, and you talk about there about having the quizzes and actually helping the player, helping the coaches, you know, with the different functions and possibly trying to engage the engage the coaches in terms of having a session plan of function and all the other stuff in there. What would your advice to be to those coaches who are maybe who are maybe struggling to find the time to kind of immerse themselves in that sort of environment? And you know, is there any tips that you guys would give around how to make you maybe reinforce and actually just get the repetitions, if you like, of actually utilizing the phrases? If they're not actually in the environment, you know, what, what does that look like for you? You know, peers, you might have a more direct experience around that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you spoke about immersion a lot, and that went hand in hand with me mentioning necessity. Now, I, I had to learn those languages. It wasn't a case of me necessarily choosing to go out and do that. Um, but me and Mark, you know, we keep on speaking about how football has now become a globalized sport with, with uh, you know, people in a different in multidisciplinary teams, whether it's, it's coaches, players, physios, psychologists, they're willing to, to uh, move abroad and, and immigrate. And by that alone, they, I think that can create a necessity because when your brain tells you, right, do you know what, I'm going to be here now for the next two, three months, right? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to learn the language. Um, and I think what's most important is to not surround yourself with people that speak your language that you can fall back on and it's easy or do you know what I'm going to fall back into English now instead of Spanish because I'm finding it hard you have to persist when it becomes difficult even if you have to use symbols and someone has to has to struggle to understand you I think it's that um that determination to to try and learn the language that I would find is the most important thing when you're trying to learn something new the consistency like you said I think for me, you know, unless I move to another country, I'm probably not going to pick up, you know, another language to the level of what I speak English, obviously. For me, it's more about I want to learn between 500 and 1,000 words specific to football in three, four, five languages. And that is possible with, with this app, you know, uh, whether it's every morning in bed when you wake up, whether it's on a bus on, to an away game, you know, and you just sat on the bus just with your earphones in, just playing, you know, there's no reason why. If you are the under-21s coach at Arsenal now, for example, you just speak English or Chelsea or wherever, while you can't go and pick five, 600 words up in three different languages, it's possible. And you look at people like Paul Clement, um, he was one of the people that sort of inspired this app a little bit. Um, in 2017, I went to a Premier League conference and he was speaking uh, and they asked him the question around languages and he said, in order to be the manager, in order to be Angelotti and deal with the media and you know, man management of players and all these type of things and managing up with the board, you probably do need to be fully bilingual. But on the pitch, you can get by with, with several hundred words or phrases. And that was kind of one of the things that sort of led us to, to go down this path and, and create this application. No, I think it speaks volumes because obviously, you know, there is a lot of coaches out there, especially even if, even if you don't have plans on moving abroad, you know, you peers, you mentioned it there, but it's becoming more of a global game. And I think... Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but really, really what you mean by saying that is even in this country, we're seeing people from loads of different um, backgrounds come in and come and participate in this sport in this in this particular country rather than having to go abroad to, to see that. And I think, you know, 
especially those coaches who are looking to maybe, you know, maybe step in at youth development phase and above, maybe probably more so professional development phase and above, but definitely in youth development phase, you're going to have, you're going to have situations where it is the case. You're going to have players that are not UK or English born. You know, you're going to have your PSK MBAs, you know, picking up the Brom accent, you know, Mm. Uh, that's one of his six languages <laughs> but yeah, um, I think it just it just goes it just goes a long way to kind of really highlight that you know as a coach you know you and I think it's a great way that you kind of um, encapsulate what Paul Clement said there around yes man management day-to-day stuff you're probably going to need to understand the language in full at least to a conversational aspect but in terms of being on the pitch there's only a certain number of phrases that we're going to use and um, yes, we've all got different ways in which you want to describe certain things, even in even in the English language. But I think, you know, it's just semantics at certain points. Whereas there is clear messages which we all are all trying to push um, at one point or another, and how you phrase it is obviously up to you. But now, when we're translating it into another language, it has to become more specific, specific about how we kind of lay those lay those foundations for players. So, just you know, just as we, as we kind of progress here, then you know, maybe just talk to us a little about, you know, we talked about where they can access the app. Um, how much does it cost? You know, what, it, what what's the kind of follow up for that? You know, do they get any ongoing support from you guys around how to use it and, and going forward? Yeah, so the app for the first two weeks is completely free. All you got to do is put your email address in and a few bits just to create an account, and that is purely because it tracks your learning throughout the quiz. Um, so you need to create an account, but that's nice, quick, and easy. First two weeks is completely free, uh, and then if people want to continue after that, they can either subscribe annually, um, quarterly, or monthly. Uh, we've tried to make it as affordable as we can. You know, in terms of obviously it costs a lot of money to bring this sort of thing to. To, to the market but um we try to make it as affordable as we can and if you if you subscribe annually i think it works out to something like two pounds and eight pence a month or something like that it's, it's not you know groundbreaking it's um a coffee you know it's something that can supplement your cpd without having to, to break the bank um we've got a language support forum on there so we've got about 15 different contributors that helped us create the app that are as, as i mentioned linguists and coaches etc uh, who speak different languages they're on the app as well and and what we've asked them to do is to conversate with people um and to help them if they if they require any additional support in the language support area as well just in terms of obviously now implementing it do you think is you think it's a good, it's a good start for coaches to maybe start to consider some of these phrases and actually educate the players on it yeah, definitely. I think um, one thing that we didn't anticipate when we, we sort of brought this out was we've been contacted by modern foreign languages teachers that think this is a really good tool to engage um, school lads who are not interested in languages, who, you know, as, as a tool. We've been contacted by um, people from county FAs with regards to equality and diversity and inclusion and things like that. So there's a lots of different avenues that we potentially can go down um, where we can help the game, you know, and, and, and you know, get people understanding and communicating and um, connecting, the, you know, the world of football, as we like to put in our hashtag. So, Piers, talk to us, man. What's the plan long-term for you guys? You know, you know, Mark's talked a lot about where you're at now with the programme, um, you know, different platforms available on how coaches can access it and get the type of support they can receive. But, you know, really interesting, you talked to her about some of the other avenues this can kind of um, really begin to make a mark on. You know, where, where, where is next for that because Mark mentioned earlier around the idea of continuing to build on the services and any offering that the, the app can provide I mean we I aim really to become the household name 
for football specific translations and and learning uh, in that remit as a whole. You know, we want to help anybody um, that can access the app, the app sorry, to uh, be able to learn another foreign language quite easily. And what we want to do is add to it as well. Um, and, you know, we don't know what the future looks like, but that might also look, look like extending into other sports and other avenues. Um, you know, so that's what, what we would look for in the future, yeah. I think for me, just to add on to that is um, during the production process, we started to reach out to different people that have been, you know, managers abroad or worked abroad and different things like that, just to get their insight and get their input. Um, and it was horrible timing. It was just before he was appointed uh, as the head coach of QPR. Uh, but we had a Zoom meeting with Michael Beale and we gave him access to it and just asked for his feedback and had a little look. Um, and he was really impressed with it. You know, he's obviously worked in Sao Paulo and uh, and things like that. One of the things he suggested was, why don't you put a license together? You can approach the clubs where you provide clubs with like a, a platinum package to, you know, solve all of their football language needs, whether that be, I need a translator. Um, we've got a new sign in. I've got these specific terms I need him to know, you know, all of these type of different things. We have a certain club specific language that we speak. Can you get that translated for us in, I don't know, Japanese, because we've got a player that we, we get buying in January, all of these type of things. And that was one of the things that we've actually created. Uh, and we haven't brought that to the forefront yet, but we've created a club license package where clubs and organisations, let's say it's Chelsea and they've got X amount of players on loan in Holland and different places that they can potentially take a multi-user kind of bespoke package that's specific for that club. And that's something that we're, we're going to be looking to bring out in the next couple of months as well. And that's awesome. I think it's, 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 actually, it's actually a fantastic idea. I mean, I think one thing you probably could consider is, and I think Pierce could probably be your, your, your tutor for it, delivering courses on this sort of stuff. I think there's a, there's, a great, there's a great aspect of that where you can actually now begin to connect coaches together, create communities and, you know, possibly have them connecting over different content that you guys are putting together. So just, um, no, but honestly, guys, I think I think what you're doing is, is definitely a fantastic um, initiative. I mean, the, the app in itself sounds brilliant. I'm definitely... Um, going to jump on it on a regular basis and try and actually implement it. And I'm actually probably going to challenge myself to utilise it as a tool to develop my players' understanding of different languages as well. Because, you, you know, like, like you said, there's going to be a lot of players out there, young, young people in particular, that might not have an interest in schooling and languages. And this might be an engagement, engagement tool for them. So that's, you know, I think it's a great concept. For sure. The language barrier is a reason why a lot of players, whether they go abroad or whether they come here, fail to settle. But people don't take that into consideration. I'm a huge believer in the in the psychosocial corner, and I think that language and communication is is a huge part of that itself. Because when you hear somebody speaking your language, that doesn't just go to to your head; it goes to your heart because you know that that person cares. And you being able to even just say a few few phrases that the player can understand will massively help that player. If you will go to go to new, uh, a new country like, uh, was it Mark McLaren who went to, um, who went to Germany and, uh, and Holland in the past? Uh, no, not Mark McLaren. Steve McLaren. Um, McLaren. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't able to speak their language and the players didn't really understand and messages got lost in translation. Same with uh, Gary Neville at Valencia. 
Whereas Pep Guardiola, who spent a year after afterwards in Germany, and they were so impressed by that. And that lasted for three years. He came to England and he'd done the, exactly the same thing, even though they offered him to, to do the press conference in Spanish. But he learned English way ahead of time. And, you know, those are the little things that, that can catapult your career to the next level. 100%. I think more specifically, even if you're not fluent and they're seeing that you're trying to make the effort to speak the language, I think there's even a great appreciation for that. Yeah. Sure. You know, I love the way you put it in terms of right. It's not just in the mind; it's in the heart as well. And I think that's a great way to kind of, kind of uh, summarize the impact that it could have. You're actually connecting with people on a personal le- personal level, um, and it's not just about the football aspect. The football just happens to be the context you're in. Um, so no, I think it's a great way to kind of look, look at it, Piers. So guys, you know, just obviously just to kind of uh, wrap up, then you know, in terms of the app, you've obviously talked about it can be accessible on the App Store and the Google Google Play Store. Is that available just on the iPhone or is it on the iPad as well? How does that work? Available on iPad, iPhone, desktop, um, and available across all three platforms. So uh, Apple's App Store, Google Play, and direct by the website as well. And guys, if they, you know if there was any listeners out there that maybe wanted to touch base with you guys directly and to get find a little bit more about your, your own journeys, the app itself, or any other anything else that you guys are currently working on, is there somewhere they can do that? Yeah, feel free to follow us on social media um, at Football Lingo App, uh, spell F U T B O L L I N G O, and then A P P. Um, or you can email us at info uh, at footballlingo.com. Awesome. Guys, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, and, I'm, and I strongly encourage all the coaches and anyone listening to this to check out the app. Make sure you get yourself on it. Start picking up a language. Um, and I think I've heard in the grapevine that they're going to bring in out a, a Brum version just for piss. Um, well, get yourselves onto that one too. <laughs> you take care, fellas. Thank you again for your time today. I really appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Top man. Thanks very much. Well, there you have it guys, another episode of the Coaches Network podcast, where our aim is to bring the world of athlete, talent and personal development together to just one platform. And you can help us with that mission right now by sharing this episode or any of your favourite episodes with everyone that you can think of. You can tag us in those mentions as well on Instagram at the Coaches Network or on Twitter at the Coaches Net. We look forward to hearing from you. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. And until next time, guys, take care.